Hello there. How are you? You having a good day? Me too. All right, let's do this. Fuck. I actually... I'm lying. I'm not having a good day. Fucking... Fucking work. This is like... Supposed to be like a big day for my big accomplishment, and then someone on another team fucking stabbed my dick. Literally. In a metaphorical way. With, you know, no. To, to be clear, no, no real dick stabbing. But I know if I say literally, all you people under the age of 25 know that literally means... It's really important to me that you understand I feel emotions and not that something actually happened. All right. Uh, so, Blink-182 is back together. Celebration noise. Let's see. That's not it. I haven't pressed these buttons in so long. I don't remember what they are. Is this? No, no this is not the I'll celebration bet you're the kind noise. Of guy that would fuck a person in the ass and not even have the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. Maybe this is this? Nope. That's it. Yeah, so Blink-182 is back together. Tom. Tom DeLong is back in the band. And I got to say, because they, they had the other guy in while Tom took a vacation from being shit on for not caring enough to be excellent. Uh, so they had Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio join the band, the Blink-182 band. And I, I guess he did fine. His voice is higher pitched than the bass player, which got him, uh, I maybe got him the, well, you, why don't you be the Tom DeLonge of the band? And... I mean, I don't know. I'm uh, not... It's, for me, like, I like a good fucking hook. Like, a good, good guitar riff, something something musical that makes me happy that the song's good. Uh, let's see. And he just didn't do that. Yeah, so that riff's like like is that is that is that gonna dig in my brain? No. Let's see what the next one is. This is their last album. So, like, I could I pick up my guitar. I need to pick up my guitar one of these podcasts. Like, I know exactly what he did there. It's a little, little, uh, 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 141414, or is that 15? And now I'm going to pick up my guitar. They're basically a little, little power chord, and then he slid it up a fourth and did the power chord thing. So, uh, uh, not inspired. Yeah, so I don't know. So let, let, let me play a let me play you a Tom DeLong riff. Hey 
So yeah, I don't know. That's catchy. Let's see. Oh, let's get uh, let's get dumpweed. I sang this song at karaoke last night, cause it made me happy that it was there. A dumpweed, dumpweed. And I know what you're gonna say. You're gonna say, well, is that really all that much more? So yeah, I mean, I, I'm gonna say that that's catchy. That holds my interest. It's got good energy. It's not just dong 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 dong. And uh, he 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 didn't just write it in one second. He worked on it. I mean, it might have been only been five minutes. It's no Bohemian Rhapsody, but he didn't just shit it out in two minutes or one minute. So um, again, I'm happy he's back. Not that anyone in the world who's played guitar more than a year could not faithfully produce reproduces songs on stage, but uh, he's the, he's the man. So welcome back, Tom. I might drive down to Tijuana and watch him play because I only want to pay seventy bucks. Because fuck that. I did see that Finch is back together. Finch Finch is one of my favorite bands, and they're back. Can I play? Can I play a little Finch? Let me play a little Finch. Finch, the casket of Roderick Usher. This is a deep cut. You ready? You're ready. You're ready. Are you ready? You're ready. God, that fucking riff. So there you go. That's, that's a bit of that song. Fucking love those guys. Fucking love those guys. And then they keep breaking up. Like Blink. They need a break. I don't know. I don't know the story behind either of them. Uh, they're they're both San Diego bands. Well, Finch is from Temecula. Uh, fuck, and they're they're getting back together. They're gonna play along with Blink in Las Vegas next it's fucking September or next next October. So a year from now, and uh, I'm gonna get some goddamn tickets. Yeah, I'd. I'll pay I'll pay two hundred and fifty dollars just to watch Finch. I mean seriously, guys, seriously, I'll pay it. Uh, come, I'll book you. I'll book you for a show at the local local playhouse. We'll do. Let's do it. <sighs> so yeah, so all my music dreams are coming true again. <sighs> what's what's to say? I'm having I'm having a hard time. My my daughter's doing a play the other daughter not uh paris amelia catherine carter the the other daughter i haven't asked her permission to mention her by name so i shan't do it till she gets the chance to oh let's see are they coming home soon i gotta i gotta not be podcasting when they get home because they're gonna need some snuggles uh 
Mostly the wife. Oh, they're home. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. The jig is up, everyone. They're going to find out I'm podcasting. But they're doing... My youngest is doing... Not School of Rock. The the other one. They take a musical where they take all of the cool rock songs from the 80s and they basically they take all these rock songs that were really cool and they say well what would it sound like if a bunch of theater kids uh not theater kids but uh, what would it what would it sound like if a bunch of theater people uh took these rock songs and stripped out all the rock and made them into theater songs and so i'm listening to songs that i've heard for 40 years uh with like a theater spin a very you know well, i'm just going to change the melody you know what a journey now i i'm better than him i'm just gonna change the melody uh i change the melody for all these songs i'm just gonna jam them in there and i'm going to ham fist uh a story that goes it's like you know like have you heard of the was it the Mamma Mia play where someone just took a bunch of ABBA songs and then hey let's act out a a play it's like how are you doing today oh I'm doing fine I'm I'm a uh, beauty queen on the TV screen oh yeah and then the music starts and then they they sing that song and then the song's over and then it's like hey what's up i don't know like i was, I was joking about doing motley crew the musical or it'd be like hey how you doing oh i'm doing good you know i was, I was gonna go see dr feelgood and then they sing dr feelgood and then at the end it's like oh that's cool that's cool i was thinking of of uh going to uh take me to the top and then they start singing that song and just acting out bullshit so there's an audience for it so whatever this play is that i can't remember the name of my my daughter because I, I get excited because she's singing songs that she's never sung before because it's like she's singing some warrant songs she's singing some mr big songs she's singing some some sweet songs and then just the melody goes sideways i'm like what are you what are you doing to that song like, well, I'm singing it. It's from the play. Like, fuck you. Fuck you. You need to learn the real song. They're changing the words. Because they'll, like, make up some shit in a play. And then they'll have, like, a song go over it. But the, the words to the song don't match what's happening on the play. So they'll just change it. And so it's, uh, I don't know. I'm sure people are like, oh, Nick's going to love it. Nick's going to love this because it's all the songs that he likes. But... I feel like it's songs, songs that I like, performed by people who don't like those songs. <laughs> uh, the same way, like, if I did Hamilton the musical and I just made no attempt at all to be faithful to the songs and just, like, did a cash grab thing. I just took the songs and then made up a whole different story in between the songs. I may do that to make my point. And then I just like, oh, I can do a better job at those songs. And fuck, fuck that guy. Just, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, like, it just kind of do that. Like, 
I know what song you're trying to sing, asshole. You're fucking it up. Like, no, I'm not. I'm better. I'm better. I don't know. I'm putting a big stink on it. I'm sure it's going to be, you know, fine. So that's it. That's the problem in my life. I have to. Because obviously I'm supportive and my daughter's going to be phenomenal when she does it. It's just that, you know, when they do Cats or Les Mis, Les Miserables, I don't have an emotional connection to it. And so, and, and, and I'm not complaining that the kids are doing it wrong. I don't like the the people who changed, who wrote the musical and what they did to it. So I'm sure the more faithful the representation is of the play, the more heartbroken I'm going to be. So that's that's it. Now you know where I'm coming from. I also hear talking about uh, getting, uh, trying to live through nuclear attacks on the, it's coming back. People are talking about it. Let me try to, go, let me try to Google that. Uh, what? No, 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 no. I'm going to YouTube that. What to do if a nuclear nuclear uh, attack happens. That's good. Let's see. Three years ago, four years ago, four months ago. Yeah, so, so this isn't new. Maybe it's not as prevalent as I heard. I heard there's signs going up in New York City. Uh, surviving... Surviving El Chapo podcast. <laughs> I assume that there's a podcast named Surviving El Chapo. As opposed to this being a video that lets you know if you listen to the El Chapo podcast how you might survive. <sighs> I love parsing words surviving nu nugent <laughs> there's a tv show called surviving nugent that's the best you guys know the nuge yeah you know the nuge surviving nuclear attack let's see how to survive a nuclear blast Look for shelter. Yes, if there's a warning, look for shelter. If if the bomb... This is good. This is good advice. Okay, so if the bomb goes off within five miles of you and you don't have a nuclear fallout shelter, uh, it doesn't really matter what you do. If you... If you don't know it's coming, that's probably the best because you would be dead before you heard or saw anything. Uh, if you're, I guess you only warn someone if they're going to be like five or 10 or 20 miles away. And then it's about radiation and getting the hell out of there because obviously it's going to be like a war torn. Uh, whatever, there's not going to be water or food. There's going to be radiation sickness. It's going to suck ass. So, um, I mean, I used to laugh. There's training videos in the 50s about duck and cover and getting under your desk if you're a school kid. Uh, we lived, you know, as, as grown-ups, 
we were at the tail end of it. We didn't do duck and cover drills, but our parents were worried about Russia and nuclear winter uh, through at least through the, the mid-80s, if not later. It was, you know, that was part of the big deal about it all ending in in 89 when the uh, when the Soviet Union fell, that we realized that the the person the the, the country that was going to blow us up wasn't going to blow us up anymore, and so there there was you know our parents, oh God, there's so many events where, like, missile keys were in the lock and they were turned and people were ready to hit the button if they needed to. So there was there were certainly times where it was closer than everyone wanted it to be. And so we kind of stopped as a society worrying about it. And now just the fact that it, it's in the news about uh, threats, about Putin and the Ukraine and maybe, maybe little nukes like a tenth or a fiftieth the power of the, the, the Hiroshima and Nagasaki bombs just little ones to take out you know part of a battlefield or something and we're actually talking about that and like don't don't fly off the handle and what this means for you know so much of peace in the world's built on the promise that only like only what America and the UK and like only a few of us need to have nukes and we'll protect everyone, and don't worry, because that's one of the things we did with Ukraine, as we told the Ukraine, give up all your your nukes, we'll protect you from Russia, and we we got Ukraine to give up their nukes, and we haven't done shit, uh, and I'm not saying we should have done shit, but uh, there's a lot of people that uh, America has promised, uh, you don't you don't get your weapons because we're the the police of the world and we're gonna we're gonna stop bad things from happening to you and it's all been promises that we had no intention of keeping and now it's i mean it could it could be easily shown if anything if any little suitcase nukes uh from russia go off in the ukraine we're, we're not gonna do shit about it as we shouldn't but it's gonna it's gonna be interesting uh, not that we shouldn't do anything or aren't going to do anything. We're going to do something, but we're, we're definitely not going to unleash the chain of uh, intercontinental ballistic missiles. So, all this to say, I I saw the videos that our, my parents, your grandparents watched when they were kids about duck and cover, and I used to think that was terribly funny. Uh... I know South Park spoofed it with the volcano. They're like, if a vol if, if nasty hot lava's coming your way, just that's right, just duck and cover. And now I realize that that's not meant to protect you if the bomb's in your city. It's meant to protect you if the bomb is five, ten miles away. And the building you're in comes down, but it's not like turned to ash. At, in a millisecond so uh i i now understand and, and even then i mean it's still it's not placebo but the, the idea that they're giving you here's something you can do uh you know 
you know, if, if the bomb's about to go off, you can't tell people, well, you're fucked. Uh, just do whatever. Run around. Uh, kiss your crush. Uh, punch the guy you don't like in the face. Uh, I don't know. Go, go run, run into the, the liquor store and grab that pack of smokes you, you never tried. You know, you know, they can't just say... It's the last three minutes of your life and there's nothing to do. They got to give you something to do. So that's... That's duck and cover. And... I don't know. It's just interested to see in that. I don't... I don't think it's going to come to that. I... I don't know. We'll see. We'll listen back to this podcast in ten years and we'll laugh at how... How I didn't say the right things at all. And fuck you. Ten years from now, fuck you. Because what do you know? I I had to... I had to walk to school. In the snow. So fuck you, ten years in the future guy, huh? What do you got? What do you got? Alright. I think that's it. I've gotta go... I gotta go be present in the lives of my family. 